to Further Up and Further In. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hi, Amy. Today we're going to talk about something that you and I have rumbled with a lot. So we're basically inviting people into a conversation. Yes. Not all the tickety-boo tied up with a bow little kind of answers. No, yeah. A lot of rumblings and wonderings and, hey, is this it? I wonder if it's this. So what is our topic? We're going to talk about Sabbath. What the heck is Sabbath? Are we talking like Little House in the Prairie where they had to sit on a hard chair all day long? Yeah. Or are we talking about the Sabbath that the Jewish people still practice where it's like you do nothing. You don't press elevator buttons because that's work. Mm. You can only go a certain step and then you have to sit down and carry your chair. Is that the type of Sabbath we're talking about? I don't know. This all sounds like a lot of insanity. Maybe it's something that doesn't even apply to us. Possibly, because we can just be busy, and that's okay, because we're, you know, especially if we're working for Jesus, it's okay. Mm. Or we love what we do. So is it really work, and do we need to take a break from it? Right? Or is it like everybody has a Sabbath, they go home on the weekend and do something different? Mm. Yep. Or you just don't do the things you don't want to do. So I bet our listeners are feeling like super reassured right about now that we don't know what we're talking about. It's true, but we have a lot of thoughts. We have so many thoughts. So why don't you start with what is Sabbath? What are we talking about? Sabbath, and maybe this is just my definition and you have a better, accurate, different, it's true, not better, different, different way of framing it, is Sabbath is taking a break, having a disruption of our regular lives that creates space for rest and God. Yes. That is a great definition. I'm quite happy with that definition. How do you feel about that? I feel happy about that. (laughs) So for some of our listeners, they might be like, actually really didn't know this was a thing. I know that some types of job employment uh, have sabbaticals. Some pastors do, academics do, uh, or don't, but it's where it is tends to be culturally showing up. And some people might think this is an Old Testament thing where you you weren't allowed to work on the seventh day of the week. But it's not just an Old Testament thing. It's a new covenant thing, too. It's something Jesus said to observe, but he said to observe it in a different way. That wasn't all rules and regulations. Yeah, right? Because in Mark, I think it's Mark 2, 27, where it talks about man was not made for the Sabbath, but Sabbath was made for man. So it's not a rule keeping thing. It's a gift from God. Mm -hmm. Nor is it something to just be dis regarded though yeah well because it's a gift from god and god's gifts are good so if we're disregarding them we're missing out on something Mm -hmm. so if it's a gift from god and it's good we should pay close attention but it shouldn't weigh on us as a heavy thing or an impossible thing so i'll start out just to start to give people a shape and a picture of what it can look like because it's different for everybody my sabbath of course i work on sundays and i love what i do So I can easily say, forget it. This is, you know, I love what I do. I'm energized by it. It is an act of worship to my God. But it's still a a space and a place where I am on. Mm. I am responsible for things. If things go sideways, it's my job to deal with them. I am a resource for people to access at that time. So my Sabbath begins when I've tied up the loose ends of the formal part of church on Sunday. Mm. So talk to the people, locked up the things, turned off the lights. Sometimes I get home and I have to do just a few more quick emails to kind of resolve a few little things. And then I reach a point where I'm intentionally like, okay, now it's time. And I turn my phone on to do not disturb. 
so you can get to me. Mm-hmm. My kids can get to me. Um, but all the people that have my phone number in the church directory can't get to me unless I check for it. Mm. And I realized then, well, what are you? You're the shepherd. Well, I'm not the only person they can resource actually. Yeah. Yeah. And there, and if something is like actually a matter of life and death, there's people that know how to get a hold of me and know this is my practice. And from that point on, I try not to do anything that is like the business of my day, Mm. which is tricky for me because I love what I do. Mm -hmm. So I do intentionally maybe read something lighter for fun. Definitely would like watch a movie with my family, go for a walk, do something. But all the things, it's actually work for me to not do my work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? So then why is this valuable? Mm -hmm. Well, it actually starts to create a stillness, but it takes a few hours for me. Carry it into 24 hours. So, Mm -hmm. you know. Early afternoon on Monday is when I start to gear up again to go back to work. And I think for me, mine's what my Sabbath looks like is a little different because I'm, I don't have a job. So, you know, I don't have set hours around anything. And this year my kids are in school, but previously, right, the lot of years of kids are with me 24 seven, what does that look like? And once the kids were into school, it was the days that both kids were in schools was kind of my day. Now that, you know, school has been canceled, we're, we're recording this one week into the, whatever all that stuff's called. Coronavirus, quarantine, self-isolating, social distancing, stuff like that, that I'm having to revisit. What does Sabbath look like to me? Yeah. And for me, just where I am, it's like snippets, right? Recognizing, man, I would love a day where I can just do whatever I want. Right? I don't even have to worry about breakfast and dinner. It was just like a full day. Is that realistic right now? No. Oh, I used to get so fired up when my kids were little and people would talk about Sabbath. I'd actually just get angry and think some very bad words. Oh, yeah. I've ha- Exactly, <laughs> right? I've had that where it's like, oh, yeah, Sabbath. I just like slept in, got up, went for like a two-hour walk. And right? Mm-hmm. When you're just like, shut up. Yep. Nobody cares because you're recognizing, I want that so desperately and I can't. <laughs> and but, then I would feel like a victim and like no one else understood how actually hard my, my life, life was. is so hard. Yeah, exactly. Just a whole bad thing. But it's like the snippets of like, okay, you know what? The kids will have quiet time yeah. for an hour. Yeah. And that is an hour where I'm going to say, nope, actually, you don't, you're not talking to me. I'm mm-hmm. reading. I'm having a cup of tea. I'm journaling something. <laughs> And really enforce that where it's like, you know what? The kids can read for an hour. They can play Lego. They can do something. But for this hour, I need to create space. Yeah, that's rest from the tyranny of what must be done. There's a little bit of that for me, like this rest from the tyranny of what must be done. Yes. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. So for me, when they were little, some of that was we would prepare food together, which is its own kind of work, but it was still different than what I normally did. Yeah. And all non-essential chores, skip it. It would be the one day I wouldn't nag about the X, Y, and Z on the floor of the bed. I'm like, no, we're having a day of rest. That means they get a day of rest too, even from mom being so Mm -hmm. like on top of things. And kind of misbehaviors that normally would have gone into, here we go, following through with the plan of what I have been consistently doing. So this behavior stops. I'd be like, you know what? That's not okay. And today, and we're not dealing with it today. Mm you know better. And I would just move on as though it wasn't a big deal. And it was really fascinating to me how many of those things were a really good reset for us. Sabbath is a part of a reset. Mm Because if we just keep going, we can just keep going and snowball and get stuck into something that maybe Jesus wants to reset. Yeah. 
there's a lot of funny things that those spaces of rest do for me. Even when I, I can realize on my little Sabbath chunks there that I like doing what I do because it makes me feel valuable and important. Oh, I know. And then all of a sudden you're like, that's an ungodly thing. That's mm-hmm. an idol. That is exactly why I need a Sabbath to go, hey, the world can function without me. Mm-hmm. But I need Jesus. Yeah. I need this space where I'm not pulled in a million directions with things that are good and can become a propping up of something unhealthy in me. Yeah. So there's a lot of surrender in Sabbath. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. And when Jesus said the Sabbath was not made, man wasn't made for the Sabbath, but Sabbath was made for the man. It's just like, okay, what is the gift for me in this that I need to lay a hold of? And I can't recognize it until I feel the discomfort. Mm-hmm. And uh, something that actually our uh, lead pastor pointed out when he was talking about the Sabbath that I had never thought about before is that in Exodus, when God right brought the Israelites out of slavery and they have had, what, 400 years of mostly slavery, that they were coming into something new. And one of the first thing God talks about is that he's commanded them to rest, right? Like it, it just struck me because I never realized that. I mean, we think of Exodus and we think of... Um, you know, Deuteronomy and number, like as all the regulations that got put in, mm-hmm. but that one of the first thing was like, no, 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 you collect manna every day, except on, you know, this sixth day, you collect it for twice because you're resting. That that would have been so radically different for the Israelites. Well, and an act of trust, because if they tried to collect two days worth any other time, it would rot and it was wormy and yeah. it was disgusting. So the fact that we can trust him for provision when we take a break from the tyranny of the urgent is a big deal. That is a big deal. Yeah, because I get that little, if I don't stay on top of all these emails, there's like this relentless access Mm. to our lives. I remember, I'm old enough for before technology. When I went to work and when I went home and I closed the door, the end. Yeah. There was no cell phone. There was no email. There was no Mm -hmm. texting. And now we just have this relentless, like, so for me, part of my Sabbath is turning off all my technology. I don't even check social media because it's just one more stimulation that pulls me into serving and caring for people, which is a godly thing that I also need to take a break from so that I get refilled. Yeah. And I wonder if now, because we do have access to so many things all the time, that fierceness about our boundaries around Sabbath are even that much more important than maybe they were when exactly you leave the office, you're just done. Yep. I think that really, really is. And even the restlessness that shows up when I don't distract myself with those things teaches me something really important. Yeah. That I can be feeling really busy and productive and be not really connected and listening to Jesus. So there's a um, disruption Mm. that makes a little unsettledness that helps provoke me to turn to intentional, hey, Jesus, here we are. Mm -hmm. What would you like to say to me today? What do I need to know about? And so Sabbath just isn't like, hey, I'm going to do nothing all Mm-mm. day, Mm-mm. whatever, lie around, watch Netflix, numb out. I've heard of people doing that. Yeah. That's not what Sabbath is <laughs> about, not. actually, right? It's about creating space yeah. for God to yeah. interrupt. Not that you couldn't lay on the couch and watch exactly. a of Netflix, but if you do that for eight hours, you might be missing some of the gift. Yeah. So along with, right, that we recognize that the Sabbath isn't about the rules and regulations. Do this, don't do this. It has to look like this. But there's actually more of a soul posture mm-hmm. that it's about. Yeah, totally. 
one of my favorite, favorite passages of scripture that has been through my whole life. And it still feels like a mystery to me. I'm just going to acknowledge that. Man, this feels like a mystery, but Jesus is always there in that mystery. Hebrews 4 talks so much about there remains a rest for the people of God. So enter into this rest. Mm. And when you read it, the best I can figure out, it's like unbelief is unrest. Okay. When I'm angsty and not trusting God and when what right now while we're in the middle of this coronavirus thing recognizing we don't know what's going to happen when people are actually going to be listening to this but Jesus does so hopefully he's giving us good words that angstiness that says I don't know what's going to happen and I can't control it is an absence of rest Mm. oh yeah God compared that rest to Sabbath for us and so he's like we can live in a total Sabbath right now when we are at rest in trust Mm. And that verse that many of us are familiar with is, Be still and know that I am God. One of my favorites. Older translations are actually even more favorite for me in this. It says, cease from striving. Mm. Cease from striving and know that I am God. And I'm just like, oh, that speaks to me. Because there's an ampy getter done inside of me that loves to plan and loves to know what's going to happen. And really likes to do everything I can to prepare for a good outcome, which is rational and fine. Mm -hmm. But boy, it can enter into a level of striving. And I'm feeling it right now with this whole suspension of all planning and all forward momentum in two or three days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a posture of my soul that surrenders to God. You are God and I am not. Mm. You love me. You're going to help with this. You're going to sort this out. And I start to just bring all those little loose ends of fear and uncertainty into, yeah, a really intentional declaration. God is good and he loves me and he is holding all of this. And I can come into a place of rest, even in uncertainty. And that is part of what Hebrews 4 is talking about, Sabbath rest. There's a rest. Don't miss it because of unbelief. Enter into this Sabbath rest that God has given us. And so we bless our listeners to experience the kindness and the gentleness of Jesus toward them right now in this turbulent season. We bless you, our listeners, to encounter God's love and to find new places of trust and surrender in the uncertainty. As uncomfortable as this is, we know that it is leading us further up and further in. 